Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Josh Emmett, who is a fighter that I think is one of the most mysterious fighters on the UFC roster. In fact, there are times that I forget Josh Emmett is on the UFC roster. And it's funny because when I say this, you would think I'd be talking about a fighter who wasn't that good, who wasn't really doing much as a fighter. But with Josh Emmett, he's a top 10 fighter in the featherweight division. He has a record of 17 and 2, and he He's currently on a four fight win streak and that four fight win streak has been very impressive, which includes knockout wins over Michael Johnson and Mirsad Bektik and two decision wins against Shane Burgos and Danny Gay. And if you don't remember that fight with Shane Burgos, it was an absolute banger. And see, the thing is, Josh Emmett is known for putting on big time highlights in his fights, whether it's with the finish or whether it's with a back and forth war. He's honestly probably probably one of the most entertaining fighters at 145. Yet it seems like no one ever really speaks about him. Like I said, there are times where I feel like I forget that Josh even fights in the UFC. And the thing is, I just feel like outside of fighting, you don't really hear much of what he's up to. He's basically one of those fighters that you only hear about when they fight. I don't see him really doing many interviews or any other media appearances. So I could understand why he's in this situation where he gets forgotten. And even his fights and performances tend to be forgotten. Because as good as his fight with Shane Burgos was, I still feel like it's underrated. And the same happened with his knockout win against Ricardo Lamas, who at the time was a top featherweight. And although Josh gained some recognition after that win, it was overshadowed by the fact that he missed weight. And hey, that definitely affects his career in terms of matchmaking and climbing up the ladder. Which isn't the greatest thing because Josh is 37 years old, which is definitely not young for a lighter weight class like the featherweight division. So time is ticking for him and he's not really generating any buzz despite having a really good record and being on a really nice win streak. But you know what? Maybe he doesn't like all the attention. Maybe he does this just to fight and get his paycheck and everything else is just extra that he's not interested in. And maybe he does realize that yes, it could affect his career, but he's not going to be fake by trying to garner attention when that's not something he's into. And if that's the case with any fighter, I totally respect that. Because I feel like trying to garner attention on your name as a fighter is a job in itself. A job that is not fighting. So I could understand when fighters don't want to partake in that. But like I said, this definitely affects Josh's fighting career, whether he likes it or not. Because now he's in a position where he's looking good, but he needs that big win to help him get into the mix. And it seems like he's going to be getting that opportunity on June 18th, 2022 against Calvin Cater. And Calvin has been looking good as of recent as well. He is coming off of a win against Giga Chikadze back in January. And it was a very impressive win by him. Absolutely dominated Giga on the feet. And what made that performance extra impressive was how he did it after his defeat against Max Holloway. A defeat that many regard as one of the worst beatdowns of all time. Like Max got a 50 to 42 in that fight. That's when you know it was a beatdown. And a lot of people, including myself, thought that would have changed Calvin as a fighter forever. Taking the amount of damage that he did against Max Holloway cannot be good for him moving forward. But to the surprise of many, he looked absolutely amazing when he came back a year later to fight Giga Chikadze. And Giga had a lot of hype behind him too, so for Calvin to stop that is very impressive after all that he went through. And now he's going to be fighting Josh Emmett, and honestly, just hearing this matchup alone, it seems like it's going to be a banger.
These guys both have heavy hands and are extremely tough. If any fight was going to be a five round war, it's going to be this one. Or who knows, maybe one of them gets the finish because they both have the ability to put their opponents down with one shot. But I find with Josh, he has the better one punch knockout power. That Ricardo Lamas knockout, the Michael Johnson knockout, both absolutely brutal. The way he's able to connect with these shots is very impressive and in my opinion, makes him one of the hardest hitters at 145. Maybe the hardest hitter. Maybe it's a stretch right now, but if he comes out with an impressive knockout win against Calvin Cater, I think that title would become more deserving. But yeah, this fight with Calvin Cater is a huge opportunity for Josh to propel his career into title contention. Because then he'll be on a five-fight win streak over some impressive names at 145. And afterwards, he's going to be fighting guys like Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, and maybe even the champion Alexander Volkanovsky. I consider that to be the top echelon when it comes to title talks at 145. So Josh is just on the cusp of that, and I would also say Calvin is as well. So whoever does win this fight is going to become a big name at 145 afterwards, especially if the fight becomes a brutal war. Whoever wins a war of a fight like that would definitely gain a lot of respect. And look, honestly, I have no pick for this fight. I want to say Josh Emmett, but I could also see Calvin winning this as well. Because like I said, both guys have good striking and are also very durable. But Calvin does have more experience in five round fights in the UFC compared to Josh. His past three fights have all went five rounds, while Josh has only went five rounds once back in 2014 outside of the UFC. So that could definitely be a huge factor when they fight especially if this fight goes into rounds four and five. Will Josh be able to hang in there, especially against someone who has the experience in those later rounds at a UFC level? And honestly, I'm leaning more towards Calvin because of that. Unless Josh can finish the fight within the first three rounds, I don't see it being an easy fight for him if it extends past that. This very well may become the fight of durability. And I just don't know if Josh has what it takes to be more durable in this fight against Calvin Cater. But I do give him the edge for the one-shot knockout. Because although Calvin has that as well, I do think Josh has it to a greater degree. And like I said, if he manages to finish Calvin Cater with a knockout, it would be huge for Josh's career. Because think about it, Max Holloway was unable to knock him out. But if we have Josh Emmett here being able to do that, then Josh will go from mysterious name to legitimate contender overnight. And I hope he does get it because I personally think he's a very entertaining fighter. But it just shows that even though you may be great in the cage, if you don't garner attention outside of it, some people may not care. And look, another thing with Josh's career is that he hasn't been the most active fighter. The most active he's been was back in 2019 when he fought twice. But in 2018, 2020, and 2021, he only fought one time. And a lot of the reason as to why that's the case is because of injuries, with his worst one being an ACL tear that he sustained in his fight against Shane Burgos. So I feel like the mix of him not being able to garner any attention outside of the cage and his inactivity inside of it is the reason why not many pay attention to him. But in the UFC, one fight can change everything and if Josh looks good against Calvin Cater in his next one, then I could definitely see it doing a lot of change for his career. But what do you think? Are you a fan of Josh Emmett? And do you 
think he's going to beat Calvin Cater. But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you in my next one.